Hello, everyone, and welcome to the EFG Daily Commute. My name is Stephen Dutzman, and I am your host, as always. This is January 9th, 2019, and this is my ride to work. So uh, thank you once again for joining me. Um, and today I'm going to do something a little bit different, something I don't normally do as part of um, engaged family gaming content. I'm actually going to talk about a book. Now, we've done that a few times when they were, you know, particularly noteworthy. Um, and I think uh, we're going to be doing that a little bit more often because there's actually a lot of books coming out about that, that kind of cover the topic. Um, and really very few have been as perfect as a book uh, that was just released within the last uh, couple of weeks. Can't pinpoint the specific date largely because I am driving. However, um, it's a book called The New Childhood uh, by Dr. Jordan Shapiro. Um, now, Dr. Jordan Shapiro um, is part of the Jane Gantz Cooney Foundation. That is a organization, I mean, they're noteworthy for um, back in, in their... In, many years ago, uh, being responsible for uh, helping with the formation and release of Sesame Street. Um, but for the most part, they have always been an organization about education. They've been about using digital tools, be it television and now um, video games, um, to help, and, all, and really all other kinds of digital technologies to help um, kids learn. Uh, because there, there is, without question, a education gap between children of uh, different economic levels um, and underprivileged children economically were falling behind. These folks uh, put work into using some of the tools that were ubiquitous across all economic levels, like a television and now access to digital services, to try and help even that gap, right? Maybe bring the floor up a little bit, which certainly has helped lots and lots of children. Um, so it's a great organization, a worthy cause, and they have really, um, you know, I've really started digging into some of the publications and the books that they have made um, because it's, and it is, um, it has been eye-opening to me and it is, you know, certainly something that is going to influence the way that I talk about games um, and that I talk about childhood and digital media and its interaction with children. Um, and man, I thought that the work that came out of that organization and the people in it was transformative to my way of thinking and the way I talk already. And then I bought this book and I don't think I have ever wanted to stand up and cheer while reading a book before. Um, this book is more or less, um, and, and I'm only halfway through, but man, I'm, I'm churning through it as quickly as I possibly can. Uh, this book takes every thought or idea I have had about, you know, why video games are not a bad thing, and it's actually expressed by someone who's smart. Um, Dr. Jordan Shapiro knows his stuff. Um, so what I wanted to do was just illustrate one of his points, um, and we're going to actually write a, I'm, I'm going to write up a more detailed review. I'm hoping at some point that I'll be able to get him, uh, maybe on the podcast so we can talk something, talk th about things, maybe a little bit more, um, you know, I can pick his brain a little bit once I have, uh, moved into and finished the book. Uh, but this is definitely 
when we make a required reading list, which we absolutely are by the end of the first quarter, um, this is going to be a number one right at the top, right alongside like reality is broken from Dr. Jane McGonagall. It's like realistically, like that's probably the highest praise I can give a book about digital media. So um, let me illustrate one of his points. So um, one of the things that he talked about um, in the very beginning uh, of the book relatively is um, the idea, uh, he, he kind of did a deconstruction and kind of a point by point takedown of the idea that technology is damaging to family structure and that it risks eliminating family time. Um, and his point, now I'll give you the end point and then we'll talk about how he proves it. He actually uh, put forth the thought um, that technology not only is not a danger to family time, um, he believes that technology is responsible for the private family time that we have grown used to. Um, so let's think about that. So historically, people did not spend time as a family at all, right? Like the idea of a family being just direct relatives, etc., is a relatively new thing. I actually, um, you know, realistically, the, recogn the, the recognition that children are something to be cherished and cared for is a relatively new thing within the last couple of hundred years. Uh, I read a book, um, I forget the author, uh, but the title of the book is called The Disappearance of Childhood. Um, and one of their core premises, and it really certainly supports uh, some of what uh, the good doctor here was saying is that childhood is a cultural construct. Like we decided to create children um, in other critters, right? There are adolescents, right? There are, you know, new, you know, there are, there are quote unquote youth, uh, but eventually they become fully developed and they are kind of left on their own. Um, and there are several species that literally abandon even their unborn children. So, like, for us, we have this unique state where there are children that are kind of protected from adulthood. Um, think back to, like, the medieval era. You know, talking to my son, who's 13, um, he likely would have been, he would have moved out uh, and been working on his own, uh, you know, in his own home and working on his own house. That's not something we would do here. Right now, we think about a 13-year-old as being relatively, quote-unquote, young. That he survived to a basic adulthood and probably would be married by the time he was, you know, maybe a couple of years from now. Right. So, um, the idea was families did not have this private time in their own home. They would go to public gathering spaces. Um, he refers to them in his book and he talks about the term like Agora, which is a, um, a Greek term for like a communal or gathering place. And that makes sense, right? You would go to a town square or you would go to, um, you know, festival grounds or you would go to church, etc. It was not until, and, and part of that was so that you could feel like a part of the community. If you worked at home all day on your given trade, uh, because back then, um, a lot of folks worked at home on their specific trade. They were farmers, they were you know, they were the blacksmith, they were the, you know, the cobblers, etc. They did their work at home. You didn't want to stay at home at night because in order to be a part of the community, you had to go somewhere. Um, and so, uh, and you did that to feel like you were a part of the community. 
um, and to share experiences with the people around you that kind of kept you from being isolated. Um, well, the, the invention of the radio um, and, you know, these specific events, you know, these shows that would play on the radio or even talked about in the book, Eisenhower and his fireside chats, like they were an opportunity to be home listening to the radio as a family and then you could go out and the kids could go to school or you could go to work um, outside of the home because um, obviously this was post-industrial where people were kind of going to the factory or wherever they were going um, and you could talk about what you listened to without everybody having to be there. You didn't all have to go to the play um, and that created that need to come home and sit around the um, you know, sit around the radio and eventually the television and that that became an important thing I mean my mother tells stories all the time about one of her favorite nights of the week is that her mother would make like TV dinners and they would sit down and they would watch Bonanza right um, that was a big deal um, and that's something that without technology, couldn't happen. It wasn't a thing. And so the, um, that was family time and that was family time that they shared, not a, like, a. it was family time that they shared, um, without other families around, right? Like it was private. Um, and it kind of it created a unique family experience, one that we all want, right? Everybody talks about, Oh, well, you know, we don't want video games to get in the way of family time. Well, you know, I mean, my parents, some of their cherished family time was when they got to sit down and watch television with their family. And that obviously kickstarted other, and you know, that pushed the, the snowball down the hill and obviously it did pick up other things. And a lot of people are probably going to respond to this talking about, um, <coughs> excuse me, you know, family activities they did that weren't entirely focused around technology and I don't disagree but that first push um, that kind of encouraged the behavior a lot of it was built around the radio and then the television that came after it um, and so again that's how he illustrates his point that not only is technology not a danger to what we mean as a family uh, like what our families are like but he feels like modern family structure was at least in some way, I mean, obviously we can't pick apart everything, but he believes that the family, the modern family structure and what we view as quote unquote family time heavily influenced by modern technology. Um, and again, that also gets me to my point here, like really, what is the difference between the radio and the television and video games? Um, not much. Um, you know, we can say interactivity and things like that, but, and I'm sure he gets into that later on in the book. This is one of those things where I'm, every chance I get, um, I am, you know, kind of tearing into it. So, um, again, I just wanted to throw out some of my experiences as I am having them with, while I am reading this book, obviously there will likely be more episodes of the EFG daily commute as I kind of piece my way through it. And probably as I piece my way through other books, um, cause this is helpful to me. So here's what I'd like you to do. Um, what do you think about that thought? The idea that technology is responsible, at least in part for what we view as 
you know, the modern family structure and the idea of family time. What do you think about that? Do you have any counterpoints or do you agree with it? Um, I'll share this in the AFG community and I'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, that's all for today. Um, so until next time, I do hope you guys have a wonderful day and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Um, but don't forget, get your family game on. We'll see you soon. Bye now.